welcome to the December 2nd episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Aranda Law Firm that brings you regular insights on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on the first export of liquefied natural gas produced in the Rovuma in Mozambique by the Coral Sul FLNG project, having taken place earlier this month, the launching in Cameroon of calls for expression of interest for the execution of port projects that will triplicate the current capacity in country and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, over to you. We start this week's episode with news that the Sustainable Energy Fund for Africa has secured $64 million in new funding from the Norwegian Agency for Development Cooperation and the Global Energy Alliance for People and Planet. The multi-donor special fund, managed by the African Development Bank, provides concessional finance to unlock private sector investments in renewable energy and energy efficiency. The new grant will then be crucial in clearing some of the biggest challenges hindering access to clean energy in Africa. Angola has just hosted the third edition of the Angola Oil and Gas Conference and Exhibition, an initiative organized notably by the Ministry of Mineral Resources, Oil and Gas in partnership with the National Agency of Oil, Gas and Biofuels and the Regulatory Institute of Petroleum Byproducts, under the theme Promoting an Inclusive, Attractive and Innovative Oil and Gas Industry in Angola. The event is set to start critical discussions and lead to lucrative deals and new capital commitments that will surely improve Angola's energy landscape. The forum provided insight in the country's regulatory and legal landscape and showcased Angola's transparent and stable business environment, paving the way for heightened collaboration between local and global stakeholders, while unlocking new levels of investment across the entire energy value chain. Considered the biggest oil and gas event to take place in Africa post-COP27, Angola Oil and Gas hosted over 60 national and international guests, including a Miranda Alliance delegation. Miranda partner Ricardo Silva participated in a panel on natural gas development and shared his, his views on the importance of his resource for economic diversification, energy transition and increase of exports in the context of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. French oil company Total Energies recently invested $3 billion in renewable energy projects in several locations around Angola, as well as in oil and gas projects in the Kwanzaa River Basin, specifically in Block 17. These include the Bagani Exploration Project, expected to be operational by 2024, and new projects Sagos Profundas, Camaya and Golfinho. The company also stated that they have looked into providing solar energy to the mining industry in the country in order to reduce costs in the sector. Total Energies, which has been operating in Angola for over 70 years, continues to sing the praises of the country's business environment and intends to explore a total of seven blocks in the same basin in the near future. The Angolan government has chosen agriculture, fishing, livestock, telecommunications, tourism, transport infrastructures, energy and industry as strategic priority sectors for the country to access $528 million in funding from the African Development Bank, aimed at boosting the economic diversification program. The public-private partnership projects and assets included in the state's privatization process are also among the government's priorities for accessing the ADB funding during the 2020 2023-2027 five-year period. The ADB financing is part of an agreement called Dusafone Compact, signed in 2018 between the bank and some Portuguese-speaking African countries, especially Angola, Guinea-Bissau and Equatorial Guinea, with the aim of financing investment projects. 
The Agency for Private Investment and Export Promotion approved between August 2018 and September 2022 a total of 522 projects that generated a total amount of $10.6 billion and over 4,000 jobs. The industry sector takes the lead with 213 projects registered by IPEX during the five-year period, with an investment of over $7 billion, followed by commerce with 115 projects and service provision with 100 IPEX also reported a foreign direct investment of $6.3 billion from about 50 different countries in a total of 264 projects. Meanwhile, Cape Verde anticipates more than 117 million euros in tax and customs benefits in 2023. These involve total tax exemption, rate reduction, investment tax credit or cost increase, among other benefits that result in a tax waiver. Overall, the state of Cape Verde has given up 111.5 million euros of tax revenue with these tax and customs benefits in 2019, 110.5 million euros in 2020 and 111.5 million euros in 2021. The Cape Verdean government wants to attract private interest in the conversion of buildings of great historical value owned by the state for use in public-private partnerships for the tourism sector. This is one of several measures in the state budget for 2023, aimed at promoting the diversification of a resilient and sustainable tourism sector. Under the provision of the Tourism Operational Plan, the government is planning on implementing a package of extraordinary measures to support the recovery and sustainability of the tourism sector, focusing on the sustainability Sustainability Pact, a project that aims to establish sustainability policy in the environmental, social and economic fields by all the main actors operating in the sector. In Cameroon, the autonomous port of Douala has launched a public international request for expression of interest for the execution of certain development projects in the port area. The goal is to increase the capacity of the port of Douala from nearly 13 million tons to 45 million by 2050, triple the current capacity. To achieve this, the first phase of the project would involve the modernizing and optimizing of the infrastructure of the Bonaberry site, while the second phase would involve extending the port to the new deepwater site of Munoka in the 6th district. The port of Douala is thus searching for partners, providing to mobilize the necessary funding, finalize the studies of port projects, complete the infrastructure and superstructure, and operate the port itself. Interested companies have until 31 March to submit their offers. In Gabon, oil company Asala Gabon has just approved an investment budget for the year 2023 of over $307 million. After five years in Gabon, in which the company has focused on revitalizing its so-called mature assets, investing heavily in the rehabilitation and sustainability of its facilities and in redevelopment of its fields, Asala is on the verge of exceeding $1 billion of investment in the country. This unprecedented level of investment has resulted in an 180 percent reserve replacement ratio in the Asala operated permits in Gabon, meaning that for every barrel produced by Asala over the last five years, 1.8 new barrels have been identified in the subsoil, almost double what was produced. 
the International Monetary Fund reached a SAF-level agreement with Guinea-Bissau for a three-year, 36.3 million USD extended credit facility to create fiscal space to support an inclusive economic recovery and secure debt sustainability. Under the new fund-supported program, authorities will focus on securing debt sustainability and creating fiscal space in the medium term, focusing on strengthening fiscal management and improving public governance. The agreement for the loan program, recently announced at the end of an IMF mission to Bissau, is still subject to the approval of the fund's executive board. Over in Mozambique, 160 new business projects valued at $1.7 billion were launched between January and September 2022. The new projects, spread across all provinces, are in the sectors of agriculture, banking, construction, industry, transport and communications, energy, hotels and tourism, and projects and service providers. According to the government, this is an unmistakable sign that the economy is growing and remains attractive to investors, due mostly to its good good business environment. International energy operators have submitted their proposals to explore the Mozambique Basin under the country's sixth licensing round. Italian oil company ENI submitted a bid for area A6C located in the Ngosh Basin, while China National Offshore Oil Corporation, CNOG, submitted bids for five areas, S6A, S6B, A6G, A6D and A6E, located in the Safe and Ngosh Basin. However, the two companies have proposed to form a partnership with Mozambique's Empresa Nacional de Hidrocarbonetos EP. The proposals will be evaluated by a multi-sectoral team composed of senior officials from different state institutions with technical capacity and experience in evaluating such proposals, assisted by an external consultant in order to ensure a fully transparent process. The results should be announced by 30 December. Mozambique is also launching a tender for two 30-megawatts water energy projects in the Niassa and Tete provinces. Mozambique's Energy Regulatory Authority launched the tender as part of a wider renewables procurement program called the Promotion of Renewables Energy Auction Program, which has received funding from the European Union through the French Development Agency. Bidders can apply to develop either or both projects, and interested developers have until 17 January 2023 to submit their bids with pre-qualification requirements provided on request to interested parties. In addition, the government will soon launch a public tender with a view to selecting a contractor for the rehabilitation and expansion of the Nacalo Porto Dam to increase the capacity to supply water. Rehabilitation will more than double the dam's capacity from the current 7,000 cubic meters per day to 15,000. Mozambique has made history after its first LNG cargo was shipped from the $8 billion Curaçao FLNG project earlier this month, helping to meet global demand and putting the country onto the LNG center stage. With a gas liquefaction capacity of 3.4 million tons per year, Curaçao FLNG is expected to produce 450 billion cubic meters of gas from the giant Coral Reservoir, located in the ultra-deep waters of the Ravuna Basin in Area 4, offshore Mozambique. LNG operates on the ENI-led Coral South project on behalf of Area 4 partners ExxonMobil, CNPC, Galp, Kogash and ENH. During the inauguration of Coral Sul, ENI representatives discussed the possibility of replicating the success of the Coral South project with further FLNG development, as well as other onshore projects. They also discussed the status of ENI's initiatives towards carbon neutrality, including the agri-feedstock project 
project under the agreement between ENI and the government of, of Mozambique. ExxonMobil is also leading the talks with a trio of contractors keen on providing a second floating liquefied natural gas vessel for Area 4 in Mozambique, with a detailed price due to be submitted within months. French Total Energies is preparing to invest 330 million euros in Portugal over the next few years through its subsidiary, Genève, an investment that will increase by 80% the installed capacity of this renewable energy company. This investment will include increasing the power of its parks and the hybridization of projects. In order to do so, the company should build photovoltaic plants in some of the locations where it already operates wind farms, taking advantage of the grid connection points. The French company has also announced its intention to bid for the offshore wind auction that the Portuguese government wants to launch next year. Generc currently has a portfolio of clean energy assets of 487 megawatts in Portugal, of which 436 megawatts are wind power, 33 megawatts are from mining hydro and 18 megawatts from solar plants. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, commodities trader Tafibura is set to receive $600 million syndicated financing facility with the Eastern and Southern African Trade and Development Bank to develop cobalt and copper mines in the country. The funding would enable Trafigura to complete Congo miner Chefmaf's new mechanized mine at Mutoshi and the processing plant in Kolwezi and expand its Etoile mine and processing plant in Lumbashi. Toshi, expected to start production by the fourth quarter of 2023, will become the third largest cobalt mine in the world, with a capacity of 16,000 tons of cobalt hydroxide and 46,000 tons of copper cathodes a year. In the Republic of Congo, Pan-African Developer of Industrial Ecosystems, Arise IIP, signed a public-private partnership with the government for the creation of the Pointe Noire Special Economic Zone, which will cover 2,700 hectares and will generate about 24,000 jobs. To be developed in two phases, the project is scheduled to be completed in 2027. Timorese Prime Minister Tawur Matanhuak has advocated the creation of free economic zones on the border with Indonesia. The head of the, of the government believes that the geographical proximity to Indonesia presents an enormous advantage in the development of economic partnerships between the two countries, having stated that cross-border industries and services could capitalize on its proximity and make Timor-Leste more attractive to foreign investment, trade promotion and participation in regional value chains, creating interest and competitive advantages. This partnership would entail incorporating global distribution chains and leveraging mutual commercial, social, technological, knowledge exchange and other opportunities with a positive impact on both countries. Anticipating this process, he recalled several memorandums of understanding were already signed in sectors such as agricultural cooperation, cross-border commercial movement and the establishment of an integrated transport system, among many others. Having approached the legal framework for industrial parks last June and having concluded with the support of Indonesian entrepreneurs feasibility studies for the construction of these parks, Timor-Leste is fully prepared for a cross-border free economic zone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, 
where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Teresa Garcia André from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.